We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Okay, so I got a house full of sick kids. I don't know how good this is going to be today. Uh, Since summer break, the kids get like a month off and then there's been things happened and then everyone got sick. We're not sure if it's the flu or COVID or whatnot, but oh my God, I'm not getting that one day a week. I usually get to just be by myself and do my stuff, but I I don't think people come here to listen to me complain about my personal issues. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe that's that little insight into my personal life that that makes this the more appealing format where you can get to know me as a person by me bitching continually about honestly very minor things. Would you? There's, there's something maybe I should get some feedback on. Would you like to hear about the very minor things that suck in my life that really are essentially first world problems? I'm going to go ahead and assume not. Let's just start. When people come to Japan, a lot of people have an image of Japan. It comes from movies and it involves Shibuya. Shibuya is a sort of mecca for where you would come in Japan, downtown Tokyo. Let's party on. Let's get our drink on. Let's have a good time. Uh, That is problematic because the police were giving out 200 warnings a day. And so Shibuya, the district, has decided to go zero public drinking. Now, this is an interesting thing about Japan. Public drinking in Japan is legal. And in most Western places I know, like you can drink in bars and pubs, you can drink in establishments, but you can't drink in public. So when foreign people come over, they get real excited by the idea of just drinking all the time everywhere. So the first time people realize that you can drink on the train and not get in trouble, they every day after work, they'll get on the train and drink. Uh, they don't take a moment and look around and notice that no one else is actually doing that. Drinking on trains is kind of a Shinkansen tradition, the bullet train. So when I'm going to uh, Osaka, maybe on my way home, like crack a beer on your way home from your hard day to business trip, that is acceptable. But if you're taking your local train or the subway back to your house, that's weird. And you still see people do it, but they're also weird. And that's maybe something that people miss. And so I have met several people who've come over and every opportunity they have to drink in public, they do. And it's kind of like an overcorrection. Like I wasn't allowed to do this all at home. I can do it now. Therefore I should do it as much as possible. Or the reality is you should uh, maybe just be normal. So you can drink in parks. You can drink at sort of some events. Some are not drinking, but some events you can drink at. You know, you can drink on the train. And you're not going to get arrested. Except now in Shibuya, you might get arrested. You probably get a fine. I don't think that zero public drinking probably is going to end up being a fine, not an arrestable offense. The problem is, so they've increased patrols in the area and that didn't help. And then the restaurant started complaining that people would stand outside the restaurant and drink and then leave all their garbage outside the front of the restaurant 
making it less appealing for people to come into their restaurant. So this is a not officially obstruction of business. So it doesn't get a ding, doesn't go up on the board, but it's there in the background waiting like a vampire. I got vampires on my head. I watched a couple of vampire movies recently, but it's there stalking you. The obstruction of business charge. It's coming for you. It will sink its dark, dank teeth into the throat of freedom. So, uh, last week, this is where it became a news story. Some gaijin, some foreign people, decided it would be a good idea to start taunting the cops who were asking them to stop and throw away their trash. Um, here's a piece of advice for anyone at, anywhere. Don't taunt the police. Now, I'm not, the, the police in Japan are not going to shoot you not like in America or other places. You wouldn't taunt the police in America. You would not, really not if you're sensible, you wouldn't taunt the police where I come from in Canada. Because you would probably get thrown to the ground and arrested pretty quickly. They would find a charge. In Japan, it doesn't quite work that way, but that, you have to understand, you've listened into New Japan three, four, five times now. Let's say you're not even like a long-term listener. You've heard the story of how people can be held on multiple charges for an extended amount of time. This is how the police in Japan work. They don't shoot you. They hold you for 20 days on a single charge. Then they hold you for 20 days on another charge. They ruin your life. They make you lose your job. They, they take away your, your, because you've lost your job, you're probably your visas connected to your, your job. Uh, you get deported, you lose anything you had here. You don't get to take home with you. That's another thing people don't understand. If you get deported from Japan, it's not like you get to go to the bank and take all your money out before you leave. The police just say, oh, well, that bank account is ours now. Your apartment, you don't get to go home and like collect all the things you brought with you. So like my incredibly noticeable valuables in the, in the corner of the video, you just get on an airplane and get sent back. So then they'll go to your house and take all your stuff, keep it or sell it. I don't know, but this is it. You might have some stuff you really is really important to you in there. That's not yours anymore. And this really messes up your life and you're not being allowed back into Japan ever again. So you're never coming back. So that's something to keep in mind about taunting the police. Yes, you are probably not going to get shot, but yes, if you push it too hard, they will ruin your life. Okay, so what do gamers need? I'm a gamer. I play video games. If you watch on stream, you've seen me, you've seen me play a video game. I, I, I shoot things. I, I particularly like things that explode. I have a very simple male brain where shoot, boom, is the most satisfying experience I can have in life. I have just described my sex life. <laughs> they, gamers need fuel. They need cup noodles. But cup noodles aren't enough because that's sustenance. You need also something to you know, boost you. You also need caffeine. You don't have time to like eat noodles and then switch over to a drink and drink the drink. You, you don't have time for that kind of life, that, that kind of hassle because you're too busy gaming. You're doing rad moves and 360 no-scopes. Trying really hard to think of some out-of-date gamer terms. And the first thing that came up to mind was skateboard, like skateboard slang from the 90s. So you don't have time to eat and 
use a second tree. Like this is stupid. So the the obvious solution would be take your your Mountain Dew code red and put it into your noodles. Well, that's disgusting. It doesn't actually taste good. Like I'm not well, you might like it. I have a more elevated palate, so that doesn't do it for me. Nissin has stepped in. Nissin is the creator of the cup noodle. These are the people who made cup noodles in the first place. They have stepped in with the gaming cup noodle. There's two kinds. You can get garlic and black pepper, or you can get gaming curry meshi, which has rice instead of noodles. It's a energy ginger kima flavor. The cup noodles is garlic and black pepper. I don't know if I just said that or not. They've also put in some additives to really boost your gaming acumen. The first being, of course, caffeine. Because what do you want in your cup noodles more than anything else but the addition of caffeine? Uh, Arginine. I'm not 100% sure I'm saying that right. Niacin. I have noticed all three of those ingredients are in hangover cures in Japan. So when you get a hangover in Japan, you can buy these little like energy drinks. And in those energy drinks always includes caffeine, arginine, and niacin, and something else. I can't remember what it is. But clearly... If you're studying or gaming or have a hangover, Nissin has actually just come to the rescue. Uh, I do have friend Jade who sent this to me before I even saw the article of it being released. So uh, if I can, I'm going to find a case and send it. If you would like your case of Nissin Gamer Noodles, well, I'm going to charge you an exorbitant rate, but I would consider getting it for you. Japanese prisons. We did just talk about foreign people taunting the police. Uh, Another reason not to go to Japanese prison is in Japanese prisons, uh, you might get abused. There have been 22 cases of guards being accused of assault in the last year. Uh, And so they're like, ah, you know, we shouldn't have guards assaulting inmates. We shouldn't have guards treating them poorly. We should try to fix this. So what we're going to do is have the guards address all the prisoners by the honorable son. So criminal son, not, they're not going to say that. They say that you would have to swap out criminal for the name, but you know what I mean? So it'd be chunk my beef chest son instead of chunk my beef chest. Yatsura. Uh, I don't know if they actually say the name or they just say Yatsura. This is a new phrase for me. So I was actually quite excited. I learned this. Uh, they refer to inmates as Yatsura, which would translate to guys, but is basically saying convicts. So I think you wouldn't say, name plus Yatsura, you would just say Yatsura because you're just saying, Oi, you, get over here. When, my, uh, when I go into ignorant, I always do this like really bad British accent. Uh, this, of course, is going to fix, fix the assault problem. <laughs> so you have guards who have assaulted Yatsura. They say, well, stop calling them Yatsura. Start calling them San. So as they're hitting them, they're going to go like, you deserve this, criminal San. This is, this is your punishment for being bad, criminal San. You're, you're a terrible criminal San. You should feel bad, criminal San. And then that will fix the assault problem, apparently. Uh, this, as an experiment, has just started, but it's actually already been going on in women's prisons. Um, the interesting thing is after they started saying, like, okay, we're not going to call them Yatsura anymore. We're going to call them like name plus San. Some of the inmates reported feeling embarrassed uh, when they were being addressed politely because they're essentially just not used to it. So I guess if I've been in prison for a decade and the whole time they've been calling me Yatsura and then suddenly 
they start going chunk my beef chest some. I'd be like, yamate kurasai, guard sensei. Let's see, can I do that? Can I yamate kurasai? Maybe we're gonna switch to a, a, a really weeb ASMR channel. Yamate kurasai. Now that I have this new microphone that ups sort of the deep end of my voice, my voice is not that deep, but the the microphone has settings and I put the settings when I do the podcast onto the dark settings to make it sort of a, a heavier sound in your ears. So it sounds sort of more romantic because that is kind of what I'm going for when Ninja News Japan is it's not actually about news. It's not reporting. It's not about entertainment. It's not about humor. It's about romance. Yamate kunasai. This freaked me out. I don't know, did it? I was weirded out by this. A nine-year-old has passed the third level of the bookkeeping exams for adults, not like there's a kid's one. Uh, This child took the Japan's Chamber of Commerce and Industry exam after studying on his own. This year, there were 113,294 test takers, and it only has a 43% pass rate as in 2022. So last year, only 43% passed. We don't, oh, we do have the results because the kid passed. The third level states that you have mastered the basics of commercial bookkeeping and books for business. This kid's dream is to be a game programmer or start his own business, but took an interest in math. And so the father encouraged the kid and gave him some like bookkeeping stuff and then helped him when he was studying. The kid decided to take this test on his own. This is, I don't know if this is really good or really bad or if this is some sort of like new generation of thing. Japanese kids do tend to hyper-focus on stuff. Um, And usually it's trains and they grow out of it. But then like you got this kid who has earned a business accreditation at nine years old, could just keep going would be insane. So he had to get help with his father's and some terminology. So he struggled with the idea of uh, deprecation. So like I buy a car and the par, the car, as soon as I drive off the lot, the value goes down. So that again, for a nine year old conceptually, the car is only eight seconds old. How could it have lost value? Um, but once he figured that kind of stuff out, he said, this was like kind of exciting. It was a new language. It was a new way to think about things. And he wants to take the level two test next year. Now, a story I didn't actually put into my notes because I only saw it this morning and didn't have time to read it is that an 11-year-old, a Japanese kid, has just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And I'm like, my kids are in bed and they haven't done shit. Talking about kids, kids in school, um, there's a lot of absenteeism. So this is like coronavirus has really messed up kids' heads. Uh, Japan has a lot of trouble with hikikomori. Hikikomori is the stay-at-home people. Like they basically just never leave their house. They're sort of always stay in their room kind of thing. They don't want to interact with society. A lot of it comes down to mental stress or trauma or bullying and stuff like that. There's a lot of absenteeism. They are chalking a lot of it up to coronavirus because these kids are just not comfortable in a school environment. So they're just staying home and they're still trying to do classes. They may do it through Zoom or something else. What they want to do is try to find ways to bring these kids back in. So they've created one meter tall robots with like a pad for a head. Like I've seen this joke on the t- on TV before, like on sitcoms where they have the robot roll around the room. It's got a mic and a speaker and a camera for two-way communication so that these kids from their room can move around the classroom and actually join in class. 
2022, 2,760 kids were not attending school at all. They were staying home. Uh, this is up from the last number that was in the article was 2018. There was 1,283. So there's a lot of kids suffering from anxiety. Uh, a couple of kids they talked to after doing this said that their like self-esteem went up and they felt like they could do it and they were thinking about going back to school. So while I would make fun of the style of presentation, the fact that it's successful kind of means that, uh, I mean, if you're helping kids, I can't complain about that. I'm thinking about maybe trying to make a the, change the format a little in the stories that I do. So we have a YouTuber turned politician and he refers to himself as super crazy coon and he was arrested. So I was kind of like, is there a way we could play a game where I give you all the information about super crazy coon and then you try to guess what he was arrested for? Now I would need, it doesn't really work on the podcast or the video because I would need sort of real time interaction, but I guess I could do week to week. So so this is my thinking. Like I, I set up the question during the podcast and I don't give the answer. You have a week to send in the answer. And if you send in the answer, I'd have to have some kind of prize for it. But like gamer noodles, I could send you gamer noodles um, if I can find them or, and then the next week I give the answer and the, the award winner. And then we could set up another one. Like what was this guy arrested for? It'd be a fun game. I think I'd rather do, I don't know. Again, live people could look at, I guess the problem is you could look it up online and stuff. It'd be hard to manage the game because the problem is I'm getting all my information from the internet, which means you could just look up. Once I give you enough information, you could find the exact story properly. As soon as I write in super crazy coon, if you type that into the internet right now, it would really, wouldn't work. Maybe I'll have to, to, to bring in some people for a bit and have them play this game with me. It might be a game in the future. We might do a special Ninja News Japan. What was he arrested for? And come up with like a game show jingle or something. Anyways, Super Crazy Kun was arrested. He is a former musician, Bosuzoku. Bosuzoku is like a youth motorcycle gang who kind of wants to be in the Yakuza, but haven't quite hit that level yet. He decided to run for office. Uh, in 2021, he won, but his win was revoked because concerned citizens filed a complaint. Uh, he went back and tried again, and he won in 2023, April. He was then recently arrested for non-consensual sexual injury with a woman. It is, I'm not going to touch that one. There are no jokes there at all. Uh, nope, I got nothing. I don't want to touch that. Uh, A woman met several men 12 times over the course of this uh, interesting case. Uh, She met during, she met them via an internet matching site. Now the thing, the whole point of this is she was doing as related to one of our sugar daddy episodes where we talked about a, a girl who wrote a book, like a how to book, Someone else bought it, used it, actually made a ton of money and then like fed back so that the police actually arrested the woman who wrote this book. So Sugar Daddy, I'm wondering if it's illegal because it doesn't seem like it would be illegal to me. I guess it's the fraud or the scam aspect of it that would make it illegal. But like if I say, please go out with me, I'll give you 100,000 yen and then you go out with me and I give you 100,000 yen. It's not prostitution. There's no real reason for that to be illegal, I guess. 
it was just interesting because the legality of this seems very gray to me, but we've had a girl, I guess constructing a how to commit fraud book is probably illegal. Executing the information from a how to fraud book is illegal. And this girl she's done, well, this is a different issue, which is why I brought it up. So this, she's doing her sugar daddy activity. She met 12 guys. She's taken them for 220,000 yen that we know of. Uh, basically she meets them for meals, has a meal with them, and then they have to give her some money. Someone, I do enjoy that. Someone reported it to the government because she actually, during the daytime, worked for the government. So she worked for the government during the day. She took her paycheck. She would go out for dinner with probably a different guy every day, um, maybe rotate them through. But when she went out for dinner with these guys, she would expect them to give her money. Someone. So I'm going to assume one of the guys who figured out he was being scammed uh, reported this to the government so what is the punishment for that? See, I, this is a good game. There is a good game in here. What do you think the punishment was? So for a super crazy coup in the previous story, what was he arrested for? And then a different category is what was the punishment? So we know she was arrested for sugar daddy stuff. She was scamming men for money. But she was also working for the government. When you work for the government, you can't have another job that's profitable. So they're saying like, what was it specifically... She was engaged in unauthorized profit-making activities. So they're saying like, you weren't doing this for fun. This was for you to make money. You can't do that. I guess unauthorized. Maybe if you asked in advance, you ask your boss, hey, can I go out with these men and take money off them? And your boss says, okay, then it's okay. But lots of companies have like, you can't work for a competing company. The government in Japan actually has, you can't make a profit on another like venture without discussing us first, because it might embarrass the government, which sort of sugar daddy stuff absolutely would. The punishment, no jail time, nothing like that. But she is having her salary cut by one-tenth. I don't know how much money she was making, so I don't know how much money she's losing. But I'm betting the 220,000 yen she made kind of makes up the difference. So is that okay or not? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of slimy. Speaking of a 10% pay cut, uh, what else would you have to do? Here's my third game show. What do you need to do to get a 10% pay cut in Japan? Well, if you are an official of the Transportation Bureau Operational Center and you're drunk and you get frustrated when a ticket machine shows an error message, uh, that in itself isn't enough. What you need to do is when the station employee comes over because of the error message to try, probably try to fix it for you or help you, you shove them and start kicking them. So what actually happened was this guy had 10 beers at a party and then he went to karaoke and had two more beers. And then he went to the train station to go home. He went, he has a, like a monthly pass thing. He went into the station and then tried to leave the station. Now, the machine doesn't allow you to do that. If you go into the station, you have to go to a different station and come out. If you want to leave the station, you got to go talk to the ticket guy. So you go talk to the ticket guy, say like, I forgot something at work or I need to get out and I'll come back in a minute. They will reset your card. It has to do with like payments and stuff like that. And they're again, they're trying to be careful of fraud. So it does make sense. The first time it happens to you, like I, let's say, ran to the station and then I forgot my umbrella. So I want to go out and I haven't actually traveled anywhere. If I put my card on the machine, the machine will beep and say like, sorry, you can't go out. You go talk to the guy. You say like, dude, sorry, I forgot something. I just want to run back to the office. They'll just take your card, beep it. And then you can go out. No problem. It's reset. This guy being drunk, not of his best mental faculties, 
probably didn't realize that he had messed it up. So when the ticket dude comes over to help him, he starts shoving and then he started kicking the guy. Uh, he did say afterwards, this is, I'm assuming after he sobered up, I'm very sorry to be the perpetrator despite our calls for the prevention of violence against station staff. Which is pretty fair. I mean, he literally works for the operations center where they would be like saying treating station staff like shit is wrong. These are my coworkers. And then he does it Uh 10% pay cut and well-deserved. Okay, the last story is just a little update and it's the Steins gate guy. So this guy we've reported, I think two or three times, what he had done is he took the visual novel. So not like a video game. He took a visual novel and he played through it and he recorded it and he posted it on YouTube, but it had endings and the endings sort of would the company's arguing would lower the motivation of people to actually buy the game. If they've actually seen the ending of the story and he played multiple endings, if they're multiple endings, uh, he also did what they call fast movies. Now, this is not a fast movie. This would be, I guess, a fast anime where the, you take a movie, or in this case, an anime, the spy family anime, and you cut it down into like five, 10 minute things so that people don't have to watch the whole thing. They just watch the important bits. And you cut out all the stuff so that you can actually watch the video really quickly. So he's clearly just taking stuff, putting it on the internet, trying to get his, his much money as he can for maybe YouTube views in that time. So by spoiling the ending, so you don't have to play the game, you don't have to watch the anime. Companies went after him. Perfectly fair. I mean, he is trying to essentially ruin their business model by giving away spoilers and endings. I am not a big spoilers and endings as a problem kind of guy, if it's not purposeful, when it's purposeful, I'm like, well, you, you did that on purpose. That's kind of shitty. If we just were talking and you'd spoil something for me, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I'll let it go. I've never been one of those people who were like, spoilers. But he said, I just wanted someone to see what I made as part of my hobby. My hobby being ruining the ending of stories for other people. Um, so what is the punishment that you would get for that? Two-year suspended sentence, so if he doesn't get in trouble for five years, he won't have to go to prison at all, and one million yen. So right now, it's just a one million yen fine. If he commits a crime again, he's going to have to do two years in prison. A lot of people on the internet were saying that this is like too harsh or unfair or something, but I don't know. I actually don't know. This is another one where I'd like to sit down and sort of talk through the different aspects of it, because the companies have a right to protect themselves, but also... Uh, with like the, the strike going on and everything, I don't have a lot of love for the companies. So them getting screwed over doesn't hurt me. Uh, it doesn't upset me. I don't know. 